Mm-hmm. Do they know that you're still in business? Do they know how to reach you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there a plan for you to be able to talk to them? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm doing with my team is we're now... This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 75th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. We are focused today on thriving in business during the coronavirus pandemic. This show is sponsored in part by Milestone Mental Health Agency, your family's emotional support, as well as Apex Financial Group of Virginia, assisting with all your estate planning needs. I do want to point out that one of our members recently assessed $200,000 in business capital through working with Apex Financial Group of Virginia. In fact, I got that bit of good news on Monday evening. So I certainly want to urge you, if you are looking for business capital, uh, of course, it helps if your credit is is decent, uh, 757-640-0207. Again, it's 757-640-0207. If you're looking for business capital, I want to urge you to contact Apex Financial Group of Virginia. The coronavirus is having, as we know, a devastating effect on the American economy and along with it, our most vulnerable business, black business. Uh, We're looking at the prospect, many of us, of closing our doors. Uh, We have, of course, failed to access capital and to properly scale our products and services in a lot of instances. And as such, a lot of us lack the infrastructure and the resources to pivot. We're seeing many large-scale corporations step up to aid in the effort. Facebook, for one, has announced its $100 million pledge program. Uh, Bank of America coming in at another $100 million to support uh, a lot of disenfranchised communities. And, of course, we've all heard about the $1 trillion stimulus package being proposed at the federal level, which could offer a kind of short-term universal basic income to help ensure Americans can simply pay their bills. So we'll talk later about a $50 million being awarded through loans and the Small Business Administration and how you can apply to this credit-based program as well. But before we get there, we want to speak to the founder of the COO team, Ms. Lori Ruffin. Lori is a believer in leaders. She's an upbeat, strategic thinker, speaker, and founder of the COO team, an operations agency that specializes in helping visionary leaders get the strategy and the systems that they need in order to scale. Drawing from her experience at a Fortune 500 company and serving national and international nonprofits, she equips entrepreneurs who lead small to mid-sized businesses and nonprofit ventures to expand their capacity. She's worked with organizations, uh, organizations, excuse me, such as Women Women Doing Well, Generous Giving, the V3 Movement, and more. She lives in Richmond, Virginia with her husband and two daughters. I want to welcome you to the show, Lori. How are you? Hi, I'm doing fine. How are you today? I'm doing well. I want to thank you so much for being available um, in the times. So I know that you're working with a number of businesses and you've been very proactive um, in terms of helping them create solutions. You certainly have your finger on the pulse. What are business owners experiencing? Yes. So due to all of what's going on with coronavirus, a lot of um, organizations are finding themselves having to cancel trips and uh, alter their 
our operations in order to respond to the request and the call for social distancing. So it's, it's really affecting a lot of people. Um, I have talked with leaders that were scheduled to speak at different events. Um, one of uh, my colleagues had 12 events canceled. Um, oh. So, yes. First quarter, it's a wrap. Um, and even wow. into second quarter, they had um, engagements, speaking engagements that are no longer on the docket. You know, oh, wow. as an example, just based on um, the call for social distancing. Wow. Well, I certainly noticed that the COO team was among the first to begin to put forth um, a series of classes to help business owners pivot. And I just want to give you your kudos. Thank you for being on point, working on that, working in that space. Um, what, What kinds of tips are you offering the organizations that you're working with? Yes. So we are really helping organizations right now. In, in, in general, we, we are a capacity building um, organization. We help uh, people build infrastructure for strategies and systems for growth and for scaling and sustainability. Um, yeah. and so a natural um, addition to that or expansion or I would say a service to include is business continuity planning. Um, mm. A lot of organizations do not have a plan in place for unexpected uh, business interruptions. Mm. And so helping organizations get something in place, a system for prevention as well as recovery from potential threats, um, that's basically what people need. And so we, we have a workshop that helps organizations build out that plan in 90 minutes. Um, wow. Because most people are, are not prepared. Like if you live a coastal water, like in the Tidewater area or mm-hmm. maybe Florida, you're used to the risk of hurricanes. And, and so a lot of um, organizations located geographically may have, you know, a plan or maybe in, in uh, California, there may be an earthquake plan or maybe in Kansas, a tornado plan. Right. But who has a, a pandemic plan, <laughs> you know? Wow. Um, for those kind of unexpected interruptions that blindside you. And I think that's why a lot of organizations are really having a hard time right now because um, the threat is so unexpected, the disruption is so unanticipated um, that they're now having to figure out, well, what do we do about this and this and this and this? Um, And so we really advocate for organizations to have a business continuity plan in place that addresses all the things um, so that no matter what the business interruption is, they have contingencies in place for who's responsible for what, um, where are we, what's going to be our source of um, real information, um, and then what's mm. our protocol for dealing with the nuts and bolts of our operations. Protocol. In case you just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. We are chatting now with the founder of the COO team, Ms. Lori Ruffin, and she is talking through solutions uh, that she's helped small businesses to create in light of the coronavirus pandemic. So walk us through um, sort of this this course's offering. I'm going to ask you to spill some of the beans. Yeah. <laughs> but I know folks are listening that are struggling, um, quite quite honestly. Um, and I, I want to make sure they get some good takeaways in terms of how they can start to build out this plan. And of course, I, I want you to share information about how they can access the course as well. Uh, but give us a sneak preview. Yes, definitely. Well, first of all, if you're going to 
put together a business continuity plan, you need to think about the documents that you'll need. And so you'll want to pull out your organizational chart so that you make sure that you are addressing all aspects of your organization, Um, your budget. That yeah. way you know what's coming in and what's going out. Um, review your policies, your telework policies, your sick mm-hmm. leave policies, because all of those um, will be affected. Um, you also want to uh, review your insurance policy to find out what is covered, um, especially in the event of cancellations. So it could be mm-hmm. that you are contracted with um a client for business, um, does your insurance policy cover that loss of income? Um, mm. Yeah, so... The- I'm going to have you dig into that a bit. I posted something um, along those lines maybe late last week, um, and I had someone comment, you know, what should I be looking for on the business insurance documents? I'd have you go into that a little bit more once you finish here. Sure, definitely. So another um, set of documents that you'll want to think about are what are your um, scheduled events for the next three months? What are your travel schedules for the next three months? And then what is your weekly schedule for your organization? And how do these um, schedules need to be modified in order to respond to the current crisis? Um, Mm. You'll also want to pull out your vendor contact list and your partner contact list um, so that you can make sure that anybody that's depending on you or that you're depending on knows what kind of moves you're making um, in light of the unexpected um, situation. I love it. Very thorough, it sounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would say... Um, once you have those documents together, it's really important to, to look at uh, the different areas of your operations. And so I'll just share a list of the, the, the spaces within your organization that you need to address. Um, client services, um, mm-hmm. this is the ways that you serve your clients. Um, sure. You want to think about what's impacted now that you have the unexpected emergency or uh, the, the need for altered services. Communications, that would be internal and external. What uh, systems and tools are you using to communicate with your employees, your volunteers, your contractors? And then what are you saying to um, mm, your audience? Messaging, yeah. Exactly. And how are you going to say that? Who's responsible? You know, that's, that brings up an interesting point, too, Lori. Um, I've been taking note of, of, the, of the messaging from just a different um, businesses that I subscribe to, just in terms of my, you know, my emails. And uh, I've noticed that, you know, there's, there's real strategy involved in terms of, you know, how we talk about the threat, how we talk about the positioning of our business in light of the threat, um, how we um, position our products and services to potentially meet new needs. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's critical. Yes, definitely. And and I'm you'll see I think a lot of people are starting to get a little bothered by it, but they're by the emails. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> because it's like you get the three standard paragraphs at the beginning and then you get the bullet points, you know, and then it's like, Hey, you know, continue to shop with us online. Thanks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And it's kind of funny because it's a big box, you know, everybody, if you ever shopped and ever filled out any sort of form, you're yeah. receiving those emails. And some of those are kind of annoying because they're not businesses that we interact with every day Um, those ones that you depend on Mm -hmm. and uh, the organizations that you partner with Mm -hmm. you know you want to know what what, What their plan is exactly Exactly. I thought one um, one email that I got well I'll talk about two so I got one um, 
I got one this morning actually from the um, the Cinema Cafe that pretty much stated, man, you know, we tried to tough it out, but we're going to have to close our doors effective today, you know, and this is why. So it was kind of sad. But then last night I got one from, um, for the folks that tune in, they know we have an ongoing water debate. But one of our members, um, uh, Chris Harrison, who um, has a, a water distribution business, he, he's got uh, a distilled, no, I'm sorry, an alkaline water, artesian alkaline water that he bottles and, and distributes. And I thought the way he did his email was was stellar, you know. He talked about the obvious risk. He talked about bottling water, you know. He talked about the ways in which he's staying in contact and make sure that the water does not, you know, become contaminated and just different things um, that maybe folks had not necessarily considered. Um, and he talked about, you know, the processes for ensuring that water even after it's bottled um, it maintains its its purity and so I mean it was just it was like okay you know that's yeah. that's great um, for a for a, a smaller local business to have that kind of focus and get that email out and to say that, you know, the health and well-being, obviously, you know, of their, of its clients is top of mind, so. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I think one thing I would have thought about that email is, is here the foresight to know that people need reassurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you think about some of the different businesses that we rely on, where, you know, our children are in childcare in some cases, well, what's the response? Are you cleaning the toys? Are you wiping? Right, right. Um, those kind of um, reassurances are so important. And yeah. um, businesses that address that and, and kind of answer the question in early. Mm-hmm. So you can even think about organizations that have events that require travel mm-hmm. where people have purchased um, plane and train tickets in order to come, hotel mm-hmm. arrangements, mm-hmm. Um, to have a contingency plan to be able to assess the situation and make a decision early can cost even your clients um, money. And yeah. so... Um, we really can't overestimate that, which is also a reason why uh, we would say your financial management plan is important too. Like that's a part of your business continuity plan to find out what are your ongoing expenses that you need to account for, even though your revenue might be affected. You know, you know, I can that. really see how this program is a, is a very natural pipeline to some of your other offerings, right? Because small businesses may or may not have this level of documentation. A financial management plan that's different from a budget, right? Incredible. Absolutely. Yep. And I would just, you know, maybe add a couple um, other areas of operations that we think are important for people to consider: um, office administration and sure. human human resources and IT infrastructure. But to rewind back to the human resources piece, that is so important. We all know that people yeah. are the backbone of of organizations. It's mm-hmm. not the stuff. It's not the assets. Things can be repurchased, but yeah. People, um, are really the most important part. And so without a plan in place, um, organizations really risk mishandling the their greatest asset, which are their people. Um, wow. We think it's really important to have a system of how are you going to communicate with folks? How are you going to make sure that they're okay, that 
Um, they have what they need, and not just as it relates to your business. Mm-hmm. Um, wanting to make sure that um, there's adequate leave. So think about um, with all of the, so many school systems closing for two and four and eight weeks or indefinitely. Right. Think about the the employees or the staff that you have and them having to be available for child care for their children, what does it look like to support them in that? Mm. Um, And to get them up and going with telework where possible or maybe even some sort of um, financial bank where uh, we can, you know, forward um, payroll um, income to them. You know, Mm. it could be a loan against the business. You know, Mm. all of these types of things are possibilities, but None of them can be executed if there's not foresight thought, yeah. to think through what can we do. Like we, we probably can't do it all. Um, we probably can't act like a full-fledged bank, but what can we do? Um, and so business continuity planning takes you into a space to think about that deeply before you're in crisis so that when the crisis comes, you have a go-to for what to do. Um, wow. Yeah, so we've got about three and a half minutes remaining, um, and I'd love it if you share some of the best practices. I mean, I know you just you just kind of hit on a few as it relates to human resources, but I don't think that those points can be understated. <laughs> um, what are you seeing that companies are doing? How are they how are they taking care of their people right now? Yes, so some policies are. Um they're expanding and being a little bit more lenient in terms of um, paid time off, Mm. um, allowing people to have flexible work hours and saying, you know, maybe you could get some of your work done during the day, but hey, maybe it's only four hours during the day and then, you know, two hours at night and then that the other two that you normally would have done, we were able to kind of forgive that for now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's just kind Mm. of figuring it out. Um, telework. Um, I think a lot of organizations are thinking about how can we take our, uh, what does it look like to take our services online? Mm-hmm. Um, our services online as well as the way that um, our, our people work, bringing that online. And so making sure that you have the technology to support that. Um, those are some of the things that people are doing. Um, there's sharing. Um, Again, just maybe even subsidizing and saying we're going to give you a gift certificate uh, to help defray some of the costs. Uh, Wow. Yeah. You know, these are some of the different options. Leaning on some of those relationships. I love that. Yep. Partnerships and then also communicating resources. That's one thing that I have been really enjoying Mm -hmm. um, is a lot of people have been really digging deep in networking and finding resources and then sharing that. The the second best, the... The, there's, I know where you're going with that. If I got it, I'm going to give it to you. But then the next best thing is if I know somebody that exactly. has it, right? Exactly. Yeah. The information share. That mm-hmm. is so invaluable. So if you can't deliver it, just being able to provide somebody with a resource and connecting with a resource can do a lot. So those are things that people can do. And I would just say, if you don't have a business continuity plan, get one today. Think, mm. Begin to think not just this week, not just two weeks out, but let's let's zoom out three and six months, mm. find out what commitments do you have on the table, what um, adjustments do you need to make. This is our right now. And so 
Lori, we've got one minute, and I want to make sure people know how to connect to you, your company, and the business continuity planning workshop. Yes. So we are the COO team. So if you go to thecooteam.com, you can connect with us. The specific registration place for the business continuity plan workshop is www.com. ExecutiveDirectorMeetup.com. ExecutiveDirectorMeetup.com. Of course, we're on Facebook at the COO team, and we're on LinkedIn at the COO team. Um, but that 90-minute session, we have it scheduled for Thursday, March the 19th at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. It's a live on online facilitated workshop to step-by-step build your plan. You will have a template where you can literally ask yourself the questions, write down the answers, and emerge with a plan of action. And so that's what I would really recommend um, for anybody who's grappling with these things but not really knowing where to begin. We we have done the work by bringing a template to you preloaded with the questions um, and the, the areas that you need to pay attention to. And so it's just a matter of you devoting the time um, so it shows that you have something. And then we recommend that you update it, you know, every six months. And then you update it after we get out of crisis mm. to make sure that it met your needs. Um, but having a plan is better than not um, if you want to make sure that you um, honor the, the relationships that you have, the partners, mm. the clients, the, the team that you're leading. And I think that that's really critical for leaders. Yes, it is. Lori, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. I look forward to having you back on our show on a much more frequent basis uh, in and out of crisis, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're Absolutely. sharing the information uh, again at the bottom of the hour to make sure that folks are getting registered for your upcoming business continuity plan session. Um, and again, just thank you for the work that you're doing now. All right. My pleasure. And thanks for having me on the program, Blair. Thank you. Of course. Thank when you. we return, Money Talk. Be back in just a moment. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. We know you love jazz music. So, let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. Jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. Peace. I'm your brother Crunk. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, From TV. You're listening to the Snatched Podcast. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. On Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It is the 75th edition of Black Wall Street Today. We're 
three quarters of the way to 100 dealing with a serious topic. It is, of course, the coronavirus pandemic. It's time for Hashtag Money Talk. This segment is sponsored by Apex Financial Group of Virginia for all your estate planning needs. Joining us is uh, Mr. Michael Gray. Michael, how are you? Doing well. And yourself? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to learn more about how we can sort of protect our financial health uh, in these critical times. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. First of all, I want to say I, I pray that everybody stay well, be well uh, during these times of this uh, coronavirus. Uh, the most important thing is, of course, protecting our, our health. And I pray that uh, we would just, uh, uh, adhere to uh, all the uh, medical advice and things that they're telling us to do, like washing our hands, staying safe that way, uh, trying to stay quarantined if need be so that we can uh, try to bring this thing to an end so the American people can be safe. So this day, I want to talk briefly uh, about the other side, okay? And that's the financial health, okay? Uh, right now, it's no secret that we're living in unprecedented times uh, due to this uh, due to this virus. Uh, we see now that there's a lot of concerns on the financial side as well. We're seeing uh, unepidemic records of closing. We're seeing things happening. And uh, people have concerns about their financial health as well. So, so today, uh, we are seeing uh, now uh, in this economy, uh, we're seeing a lot of closings. We're seeing, uh, matter of fact, today, uh, the city of San Francisco is practically almost shut down. New York is shut down. We see wow. restaurants, we see businesses. Uh, now, keep in mind, uh, small businesses comprise the bulk of our economy. So when small business hurts, then the economy hurts. So we see a lot of businesses, restaurants closing. Uh, we see school closing. We see public places closing. Yes. We see a large segment of our economy, such as the entertainment. Uh, there's the entertainment. Uh, like, for example, basketball, NBA, and it goes on and on and on. And so we see basically uh, the economic effects, okay, that is taken, okay, on the economy as a whole. And, of course, uh, when the spending slows down, when consumer spending goes down, slows down, that's how you measure economy. The economy basically is consumer for consumers. Uh, when, co- when consumers spend, then the economy is healthy. When there's no spending, then the economy uh, slows down. So here, uh, we're seeing a slowdown uh, in our economy uh, due to this virus. Uh, not only are we seeing a, a slowdown in spending that's going to take place as this virus continues on, but also we see that the consumer confidence is now shaking a little bit on both sides. So today, uh, I want to just look at ways how we can protect ourselves on the financial side uh, to get through this uh, uh, these uncertain, uh, uncharted waters. Uh, yeah. We see uh, the rippling effects that is taken upon the uh, financial markets. Uh, for example, as you look at the financial markets, we see now that on the Wall Street, okay, for example, on Wall Street, we can see uh, with our own eyes, like today, the market is down almost 6%. Uh, we're under 2,000 now for the Dow. Uh, matter of fact, if you go back and look at a 20-year return uh, on the uh, Dow and the S&P, you will find that uh, uh, this, is, this, this is unprecedented because all the gains that we experienced up to 2020, mm-hmm. uh, back to 2015, okay, mm-hmm. of the closing price in 2015, the market was at 7587 and now we're down to 19,009. We're losing, okay, the market normally average about, uh, say about 6% a year, like for example, for the last 20 years, the S&P averaged about 5.9%, the Dow averaged about 7%. Now, we're seeing the Dow, like today, losing 6%, okay? That's more wow. than a whole, almost a whole year, 
we're losing wow. that in, in one day. And so it's it, 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 it's creating a a panic. Uh, we, we 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 see that these large swings uh, can have an effect on the individual, especially individuals that have accounts that are directly tied to the market. Okay, sure. Uh, because what's happening is a lot of uh, individuals that have retirement accounts, such as 401ks, uh, they have IRAs, uh, they may have uh, thrift savings plans, they could be a mutual fund, okay? What's happening there because of the high volatility in the marketplace is causing such large swings that they are not really protected on the downside, okay? The downside is the fact that people are losing value, okay, in their accounts. Uh, on the average, they say right now, the market has lost trillions of dollars over the last, you know, couple of weeks. But also individuals, uh, they send their accounts, their retirement accounts, they're dwelling, they're losing value. For example, the average person could lost up to $40,000 or more mm. in the last two to three weeks due to these downswings. So with that said, okay, I want to talk about ways how we can actually uh, uh, try to protect our, our, our financial health. Uh, as consumers and here what I'm offering today is a free consultation okay it's a free consultation uh, this is what I call the financial checkup and uh, what we'll do here we have uh, some plans and some solutions okay where we can stop okay the downside losses okay mm -hmm. which will give you an opportunity to have a better uh, feeling about your account number one Number two, uh, we have programs that can put you, can put you in that will give you uh, opportunity to have your principal. You won't lose your principal, okay? Okay. Market, uh, most people are losing their principal plus their interest. So we have programs that will protect your interest, protect your principal rather, and also too, we offer programs that are safe, okay? Which means that you won't experience, okay, the downside or go the downswings, okay, of this model of the market, okay? And so what we are recommending is that individuals take advantage of this because what this can do, it can stop the losses, number one. It can stop the counts from losing values, number two. And also, too, it will give you a boost because some of the programs that we offer, offer a, 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 a introduction, okay, bonus, okay, when you, when, when, when you sign up for them, okay, which means that you will get a boost right, off the, right, right at the start, okay? Uh, and this boost can be 10%, could be more. But the point I'm making is, is that we need to start practicing safe money, okay, in these mm. uncertain times, okay? That way you can feel better about your financial health, you can feel better about your retirement account, you can sleep better at night, okay? Sure. The way this is going, okay, if we don't shut this virus down, okay, it's going to continue to cause economic pain, and it's going to continue, okay, to cause financial pain. And the way we had it right now, just to get on some economics, on the economic side of this whole matter, we, we, we understand economics, uh, it tells us that if the GDP, which is the gross domestic product, this measures a, a country's growth, yeah. if GDP is declining for two quarters, we're headed to a recession. And the way we're going right now, uh, we're looking at probably this summer we could be in a recession. But for recession, then you got other concerns because with recession, you have unemployment. Uh, you, you know, it's hard to uh, get loans and it causes havoc. The housing market takes a hit. And so what I'm recommending now is just look at ways right now in this storm protecting what you have, okay? Just mm -hmm. protect what you have until this storm is over. And then, you know, things will be better for all of us. So uh, we have uh, a lot of information, okay, and a lot of things that we can do that can shift people out of the storm, okay, and put them in safe harbor. So 
Uh, this is one of the things that we provide for our clients, and I would like to provide this uh, for the listeners today. If they want to come in and sit down and talk with us, we'll be more than happy to offer a free consultation, and we can show you ways on how you can protect yourself during these uncertain times. Okay, we still got about another five minutes or so. If you would, share with us how it is we can get in contact with you, 757-640-0207. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. That number, call that number again, 757-640-0207. Also, to our address, we're located at 355 Crawford Street, okay? Suite 320. And that's in Portsmouth, Virginia. Zip code is 23704. Also, too, we have a email address where you can email us. And that is apex, A-P-E-X, underscore, of, O-F, underscore, V-A, at yahoo.com. Now, let me ask you this question, because this has come up. Are you all able to help folks across the country? Yes, we can do business across the country, yes. We can Perfect. help people out of state. We have, yeah. Okay, so no, a lot of our listeners, I mean, we've got listeners all over the country, so want to make sure that, you know, by providing that, that local address, that that doesn't mean that you can't service someone who might be in a North Carolina or even a, a Kansas or wherever they might be listening in from. So you heard it here. If you want to have a conversation with Apex Financial Group of Virginia about your estate and about uh, maybe some betterment um, for your money money issues, then you can contact them at 757-640-0207. No matter where you are, uh, they can provide this, this expert guidance. I certainly appreciate your professional capacity. We've got another three minutes here. What else did you want to share in light of kind of where we are right now? Okay, well, I'd like to share this, okay? Keep in mind, okay? All right, all the gains, okay, in 2020, Keep in mind that the stock market had a high of 29,551, okay? Mm. And in 2015, the closing of the Dow was 17,587. That's 12,000 points, okay? Right wow. now, we're at 59. We've dropped almost 10,000 points in the last three weeks. And so, uh, we have to be realistic about this. Uh, number one, we don't have containment for this virus yet, okay? And the markets respond to uncertainty. Mm. If it feels uncertainty, if it feels that there's uh, uncertainty out there, then the market will continue to decline, okay? And then on top of that, with all the things that's going on, it's going to lead to more uh, financial uh, down, 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 downtrend. And so uh, we just got to prepare ourselves, okay, on the financial side as well as the health side to, to, to help us to be in a position to weather the storm. And there's ways that we can weather the storm, but we got to be wise about it because we got to understand the times that we're in, okay? Right. We've got about another minute and a half, uh, Michael. I want to ask you this question. Uh, I, I, I've seen here something about a $1 trillion uh, capital injection, right? You're talking about the potential for individuals to receive $1,000 um, you know, per person inside the household um, as a means of stimulating the economy. Is that something you believe could have a positive impact in times like this? Is it, is it enough? I think, that's, I think this will help uh, because, number one, it will give... Uh, uh, the government uh, opportunity to almost shut down the economy, you know, it, it would get people on, uh, you know, in their homes, uh, let's say for 30 days, if they decide to just, just, just have a quarantine, quarantine. You yeah, know, really staying at home for an entire 30 days. Home, yeah. In a home, and that way, 
uh, the U.S., uh, the government, what they do, they will uh, basically uh, not have any foreclosures and evictions. Mm. Uh, they will actually uh, have a program set up where people will go mortgage, will want to pay a mortgage in the next two months, okay? Wow. And, this, oh, and they give them like $1,000 per adult and mm-hmm. $500 per child. Mm. And this one will help individuals to buy the necessities, food, pay the uh, gas bill, light bill, and groceries. And then you have to kind of stay in the house. You can't be running around. Right, plus. right. You'll have money, but this would help. We're at under a minute. I think it. I think it could be positive. I'd love to see that get passed. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for this segment. This has been Money Talk with Apex Financial Group of Virginia, uh, servicing folks all across the United States. If you want to have a free virtual consultation with Mr. Michael Gray or Mr. Anthony Epps, again, we guys have upwards of 50, 60 years uh, doing this kind to work, I want to urge you to contact them at 757-640-0207. Learn more about how you can protect what you still, what you have left, right? Right, Michael? They can, they can protect what they have. Protect awesome. what you have, and then let's weather the storm, and then when the storm is over, we can get back on good footage and keep moving forward, okay? Perfect. When we return, we'll have Dominic Milton of the Coastal Virginia Minority Supplier Development Council. More tips for business owners in this time of uncertainty. We'll talk in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals. And I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. Are you a 757 business owner? Do you desire to make new connections and grow your community involvement? Could you benefit from taking classes to sharpen your skills? Well, join Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Completing a membership application is simple. Just click onto our website at www.blackbrand.biz or download the app. We look forward to meeting and building with you soon. WHOV would like to thank Black Brand for its support of WHOV programming. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome, welcome back. It is the 75th edition of Black Wall Street Today. We're focused today on the coronavirus, specifically um, how it is that we can protect our businesses and really thrive during these times. I'm so excited to welcome back to our show Ms. Dominique, Dominique Milton. She is the president and CEO of the Carolinas Virginia Minority Supplier Development Council. Going to share a little bit of her bio here. Uh, prior to this role, she's actually served the CVMSDC as an affiliate 
affiliate, uh, overseeing an affiliate office of the council in Charleston. Along with her experience as a business owner, Milton also brings more than 35 years of corporate experience to the council. A specialist in new business development, Milton earned her BS in economics from Spelman College and an MBA in marketing from Pennsylvania State University. I suppose we'll get an update on the uh, doctorate in business administration with a focus on leadership, supply chain, and entrepreneurship that she's pursuing. And again, with more than 35 years of experience in sales, advertising, new business development, and retail management, Milton provided marketing direction for three national products. Uh, As a general manager, she also led the Coastal Carolina merger effort, an ongoing retail expansion of a global telecommunications company. She's received numerous awards for retail performance, business growth, and product expansions. I think I will stop there, but welcome, Dominique. It's great to have you back. Thank you, Blair. It's great to be back. I wanted to share some of that context because we're dealing with this global scenario. It's it's a lane that you seem to be functioning in quite well, right? Yes, yes. Just kind of based on your on your background. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the CVMSDC and the national organization. What do you all do to help minority business owners? So just to give you some background, Blair, we, we create economic growth. And we do that. Uh, we have four pillars of the work that we do. But the main pillar is we connect ethnic minority business owners with supply chain opportunities. And just to give you an example of what that means is that you have a local moving company in your area, a local pipe fitting company, and they're doing local business, um, but they want to expand their work and they want to grow with companies like Newport News or Ferguson or some universities there in the area like Hampton. Mm -hmm. So to grow with those organizations, um, we help develop them, connect them, and advocate for them so that they can get into the supply chain of these major organizations. Um, Just one more example, you know, there's a a plant company there, and she's, you know, you wouldn't think that a plant company could by going into corporations. So when you walk into a lobby Mm -hmm. of a major corporation, you see plants there, right? Well, somebody's watering those plants, and somebody's getting paid for the plants in the airports. Wow. We help make those connections. Hmm. Awesome. So talk us through the MBE program then. Is it, is it, how's it set up? Is it the kind of thing where I'm attending some classes, um, I'm earning a certification? How exactly does the program work if I'm interested in going Absolutely. through it? Absolutely. So as I said, there's four pillars. So the first pillar is certification. We are the largest certifying agency of minority-owned businesses in the United States. We have over 12,000 members. We're part of wow. a national organization that's NMSDC, the National Minority Supply Development Council. Okay. And there are 23 councils across the United States that mirror what I do. I okay. happen to cover North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. So you as a minority business owner, you go through a certification process. We vet you to make sure that you really are who you say you are. There's paperwork you have to fill out. We do a site visit. Um, and then we have a committee that reviews you to say, okay, yes, they really are a minority-owned business. Okay. And we want to certify them. And so then you get that certification. And I call it like a stamp of, of, of approval, like the FDA stamp of approval. Sure. At that point, Blair, you put that in your back pocket because I never want to have you calling up uh, a company saying, hey, I just got certified as an MBE and I want to do business. Mm. It is just a, a stamp of approval that you use. Where we hang our hat is that we help develop you. We take you through developmental programs. There's a very strong program we developed there in Richmond, Virginia, at the University of Richmond. And right now we've graduated over 200 graduates. We take you through that program.
program free of charge to you, okay, completely free. We give you a scholarship that's worth $5,000. You go to that program for a week, you take your business plan in, and when you come out, you have a completely different business plan. We looked at your strategy. We looked at how you negotiate. We looked at how you price your product and how you plan for expansion and contraction, such as in times like this, right? Wow. And then we help you retool so that you can pivot your business for the next growth spurt that you want to have. So development is really key for us. And then the third um, um, pillar is connection. We have large connecting events where we help put you in the room with all those corporations and other MBEs that you might want to do business with. Making it easier for you. And then the fourth, very quickly, is advocacy. Because of the power of our network nationally, we can help advocate for you from a legislative standpoint, as well as just making basic connections for you, a simple email to connect you with somebody you haven't been able to connect with. Mm -hmm. Or we might, our president, Adrian Trimble, she sat on the Hill and, and had um, a conversation on the Hill about the economic Love Adrian. and biodiversity. Yes, he's awesome. I think I get it. So I get the certification first, which just says, yes, I am a real minority business. I hang my, I hold on to that. Then I'm able to go through your development program. And then as an extension of the organization, I'm going to get access to connections and advocacy to be able to really move the needle in my business. Perfect. You're on the payroll. Yes. I love it. <laughs> okay. So with that, how should I be preparing my business to survive right now? You know, it's tough because I don't think, I know no one was prepared for this, right? No, this is crazy. <laughs> We're not I mean, we saw it happening over there in China, but we yeah. didn't, you know, we didn't, we could not have anticipated this, I don't think. Yeah, so it's multifaceted. I'm going to give you some tips. But first and foremost, I was on a call with the NAACP and some leadership around the country to talk about our community because we are going to be impacted more heavily than any other community. Right. And I say we, you know, our elders, our children, our businesses, whether you get the virus or not, this has far-reaching economic impact for our community, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first and foremost, we need to act as a community, you know, mm. you're good and if I'm good, that's just not good enough, right? We have to expand and make sure that all of our elders are okay. People have food and, and people have resources. You know, my daughter I've been seeing home. so much about that. Just um, yeah. folks stepping in and say, all right, on my block, I'm going to make sure that everybody's good, you know, kind of on that block by block basis. Different leaders stepping up to say, you know, I'm going to organize. We've got a... Um, online reading thing that's happening. So you can pretty much log in any time of the day and have someone online reading stories to make sure that this, you know, the children stay engaged um, academically. I think this is, this is critical. And I don't think yeah. we've had to do this before in this way. You know, not, we can't not, rely not on somebody else doing it. Right. Right. Yeah, not, not, not like that. But just as an example, like Hampton students got sent home. My daughter is at Spelman. She got sent home. And guess what? All those students who are in those schools don't have Internet access at home to be able to do their homework online. Mm, so that the goes digital divide. Yeah. Right? They don't have that, those resources. So you need to go to your neighbor's house and you need to open your door mm. and be able to embrace those folks. So that's, that's the bigger picture. The community is huge. And that now that trickles down to our business. Yeah. Um, 
The second thing is don't panic, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't just respond to what's good. Don't just, you know, react to what's going on. You need a very thought-out response to what's mm-hmm. going on. You need to yeah. create a plan. Yeah. And Lori talked about that a little bit earlier. You know, her session is going to help you create a plan. But because none of us had a plan, we now need to buckle down and create this plan. Right. And that plan that we create is not a two-week, is not a four-week plan. It is indeed a six-month plan that we're going to need to create to get through this and then to come out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, we want to talk about, you know, staying calm. Don't panic. Um, you know, we need to be very mindful and focused. And get on, get on programs like Lori's program. Sit down with your family and write out a plan of what you're going to do as a business owner. That's where I like to focus. Yeah. Sit down and figure out, you know, how much money is it going to take me to operate for this month and the next six months? And where are my resources are going to come from? And how am I going to retool things so that if my income has been impacted, how am I going to move forward? Okay. Yeah. So that's you hit on one. something else critical. I know I'm, I'm doing a lot of talking. I normally don't talk this much, but I found myself <laughs> becoming super passionate. Um, it takes some energy to retool, right? Because we're super invested mentally, emotionally, financially in the route that we're already, you know, the path that we've already been walking. So now I have to like stop think about it, detach emotionally a little bit to say, okay, (laughs) what changes do I need to make in order to survive? I commend you. I remember, um, I guess I spoke with you about a week ago. You're like, oh, yep, I'm already done it. Already, we we pivoted, got myself all online. I'm good to go. I'm like, what? (laughs) Already? You know? Uh, But that's the mindset that we have to have. That agility as an entrepreneur is critical, you know? Yeah. But everybody can't. So, like, for us, you know, like I said, a week and a half ago, I put out a memo and said, okay, we're planning and we're not going to just plan for two weeks. For, for the next two months, everybody's working remotely. I was blessed that we're able to work remotely. But what that meant was I had to put plans in place for how we're going to pay our bills electronically, how we're going to receive mm-hmm. money. Because, you know, I had one person said, well, I can go to the office and pick up the mail, you know, once a week. Well, you know, that's good in the short run. But at some point, you're not going to be able to leave your house to get the mail. And then right. You know, and being realistic about that. You know, right. we, we are headed to the bank. So yeah. what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really, it's a crazy thing. So, you know, making sure that your invoices have uh, a way for folks to pay you electronically. Mm-hmm. I know our landlords and I to know this, okay, from here on out, you need to pay your bills with this routing number and account number. And everybody's like scrambling to figure out how to do that. How to do that. That's real. Yeah. So your banking is key. Phones, you and I talked about the phones. Like right now you're talking to me on, on my landline phone. Yeah, yeah. I might be one of you. This is a miracle that we managed to get a radio program today. (laughs) You're connecting several landlines. Who knew? People still have landlines. We need to get those, right? Yeah, but think about your business phone, Blair. You know, is your business phone forwarded to your cell phone? You know, is your cell phone charged every night? Do you have a plan? charged? Is wow! Power goes out. Like, what's mm-hmm. going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. We have no clue because we don't have any history, any context world. for this. No, no. Yeah. So, um, you know, your banking, your phones, and then you know, what Lori talked about the communication plan, and you talked about that earlier with another guest. Communication plan is key. You know, how yeah. are you showing up to your customers? 
Mm-hmm. Do they know that you're still in business? Do they know how to reach you? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is there a plan for you to be able to talk to them? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm doing with my team is we're now retooling and using this downtime, so to speak, to get in touch with our customers and have different levels of conversation so that we are like filling our funnel. Um, with customers and clients and new business. And new business, even now, yep. Yeah, when we come out of this, we'll, we'll be able to still be marching forward and have a plan, right? Yeah. So it's only, We only have like a minute and a half. I know you have more you want to say. We yeah, yeah. we have to make sure that this is an ongoing conversation, though, Dominique. Like, Absolutely. We need you on the show often. So, <laughs> Go ahead. So using technology, make sure you use technology wisely. Yes. And then the last um, few points I want to make is, you know, we need to be honest with each other. We need to be empathetic with our employees. Be very understanding of your employees and the limitations that they have at home yeah. um, and, and the extra stress they have with their families. And then finally, resources. There, And this is a whole other conversation, but there are so many resources out there that are being assembled to help business owners, Blair. Yes. Um, funding, scholarships. Grants, loans, um, there's so much that we don't have enough time to talk about it. But if you go to our website, cvmsdc.org, we will have some listing of resources that are available. Um, the SBA has some resources. The SBSDA in Virginia has resources. Yes. Um, just go to each of our websites. And as these resources become available, we will keep them posted because our business owners know that there are going to be some support out there for them, but they just need to tap into them. And some people will be blindly walking like, I didn't know that there was, you know, my water bill didn't have to be paid and my light bill didn't have to be paid. I know, right? That's huge. So know that we are all working on help for these businesses. I want to be on a few more calls to find out how we can ask the governors for help, additional help for your very, very perfect. So, you know, keep 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 me in mind. I will be back. If you for can. sure. Dominique, I'm going to see if we can queue it up for again next week, even if it's just for five to seven minutes to kind of recap, because I know we'll have some updates for next week. But for today, I want to thank you so much for your work with the council and being willing to speak on our show today. We certainly look forward to having you back. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much and be well, stay safe, and keep it Yes, you too. And thank you all for tuning in to this edition of Black Wall Street today, sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency and Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Um, a special thank you to all our guests, the awesome Lori Ruffin of the COO team, of course, Mr. Michael Gray with Apex Financial, and the lovely Miss Dominique Milton of the Coastal Virginia's Minority Supplier Development Council. We are not coastal. I said that wrong. Carolina's Virginia Minority Supplier Development Council. We are building minds and building connections. We're forging the path ahead towards success in the black business community. We look forward to talking next week. Take care. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black.